Hello guys and welcome to Don't Tread on America. How's it going out there today? It is October 5th, 2021 and I am your host, Don Q. It's a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, early evening. Just got done doing another podcast uh, show. Gentleman's name's Fred Moore. He's up in uh, New Jersey. Does a uh, Rumble podcast called the Freedom Variant. We just had a long discussion. I don't know. It was probably a solid hour about uh, a, a, a wider range of topics. Uh, we'll say that for sure. Uh, that that uh, video will be up on his um, Rumble account, uh, the Freedom Variant. If you uh, subscribe to Rumble or you're on Rumble, uh, give him a a look and check out the uh, I think he has nine or ten uh, videos he's just started doing this one he does another podcast called uh, Steel Mace Nation um, that is a podcast primarily about fitness and health and well-being and stuff like that the uh, freedom variant is more along the lines of something similar to what I do here um, we kind of connected on Instagram and uh, been talking for probably the last couple of weeks and uh, decided to go ahead and do a show. So we did this one today. It's going to be on his platform. Uh, like I said, if you want to listen to it or watch it, you can go on there. Um, probably hook up with him probably next week, if not then the following week, and we'll do a show on, on this show. Uh, I would like to do it next week. The only problem is is um, I'm going to be on vacation, so I'll be out of town for a few days and uh, – He's got a funky schedule, kind of how I have a funky schedule, work schedule. So it's, um, you know, it might be might be two weeks before we touch base again. But, you know, that's fine, too. Um, you know, it gives time for us to get some more topics together and talk about things. All right. So um, today's show, I think we're going to cover three topics. A um, couple things that I've been thinking about today. Uh, number one uh, just came down today or late yesterday was... Um, the uh, DOJ is to crack down on uh, angry parents. So that'll be story number one. Story number two will be, uh, I'm sure you guys saw the video. We'll, we'll talk about it and play a little bit of it today. The activist that uh, verbally accosted um, Kristen Sinema in, uh, at ASU. And, uh, you know, what's going on with that. And also, is uh, Taiwan preparing for war with China? Now, something we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, after the Afghanistan situation, and uh, and then a quick update. I'm, I'm sure you guys are eager to to find out what's going on with the ladies at the View. So we'll we'll close this, the show with that. But before we get into our first story, I want to uh, tell you about our first sponsor here. Of course, their new sponsor to the show, Redcon One. That's Redcon1.com. Uh, supplements, um, pre-workout, post-workout. Protein, protein bars, uh, gym accessories, uh, apparel, different stuff um, that you would need. Great company. They're out of Florida. Uh, they're in Walmarts and stuff like that. But, you know, you know, Walmart's Walmart price. If you click the link at the bottom of the podcast out app or if you're watching us here on YouTube, uh, I'll get you 20% off. And just uh, use the promo code T20Quartermus. That'll be also wrote down on the link so you don't have to try and figure out how to spell it. All right, first story of the day. 
So, DOJ is looking to crack down on angry parents and uh, at school board meetings and, and whatnot. So, on Monday, Merrick Garland directed the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office via memo to hold meetings with several state and local law enforcement leaders in, you know, over the course of the next 30 days, during which they will discuss a way to combat uh, what the DOJ has called disturbing trend of harassment and threats against school officials. This memo is a shameless attempt to intimidate parents into silence and continue to limit their control over the child's education. Um, now, this was uh, from Betsy DeVos. She was the um, Department of Education's, uh, the Secretary of uh, Education under Trump. The, the thing is, is they're your children, okay? You raise them. Teachers only have them a few hours a day. And, and the school board shouldn't be able to dictate what you learn. I, I've been saying this for a while now on this show the uh the level of education that we that we give to these kids anymore is is asinine you know from the crt the safe spaces the uh, coddling of the kids we're not preparing these children for real life but yet when the parents have something to say about it and want to go at you know the uh, school board members now we can't, you know, they can't use their First Amendment rights. I mean, it's not like they're burning down the place and uh, rioting and looting and grabbing the Nikes and shit off the shelf, right? They're in there. They might be raising their voices. They might be getting angry. But, I mean, we're going to worry about, you know, um, going after angry parents because they're passionate about the way these schools are teaching their kids, but yet we're going to let people burn down the targets and the, the you know, the finish line and, the Walgreens and uh, there was a video I think it was out of Illinois, Chicago, where the two guys were in the beauty store. I don't know the the cosmetic store, whatever, getting all the you know filling up garbage bags full of stuff. That's okay, but don't you dare go to a school board meeting and raise your voice because damn it, that's just not right, and we can't have that because that's you're being mean. <laughs> so let me continue to read this. Um, you know, we should, of course, take real threats seriously, but that's what the local police are for. So, you know, if you're in Hillsborough County, Florida, and you have a problem with the Hillsborough County School Board, and you go in there and you raise your voice and you get a little ornery, yeah, then maybe the sheriff needs to come in there and take care of, take you out. Whether you get arrested or, or whatever, so be it. But even, even so, if you're angry and you're just yelling and whatever, they're just words. It's not, like I said, it's not like you're burning down the school board building or you're uh, burning down a school or you're attacking these people. If you're just yelling, you know, okay, maybe find your words better. I don't know what to tell you. Um, or better yet, if you have the ability to, maybe it's time to just start homeschooling these kids or find a nice uh, private school. Uh, like in Florida, you have school choice. So they have vouchers and stuff like that where you can homeschool or uh, you know, get your kids into a charter school, into a uh, a private school that's maybe more of your ideals, so to speak. Um, we can't. We've got to stop letting these these the they in this situation mindfuck our children into a certain way of thinking and uh, a certain way of learning. We've got to start standing up to these people 
and uh, I just I just find it ironic that the DOJ, you know, the Attorney General, the Department of Justice in Washington D.C. This is what they're worried about. We're worried about a few angry parents at a school board meeting. I really think there's a lot of other things that they could be worried about uh, other than this. You know, maybe they could focus on, you know, senators being accosted in the bathroom. This is a video uh, at Arizona State University. I guess Kristen Cinema Senator uh, she out of Arizona. She's a professor of, of some sort. I don't know what she teaches, so pardon my ignorance there. But nonetheless, uh, you know, her and Joe Manchin were the only two Democratic senators to vote down this uh, Build Back Better, you know, spending spree that uh, President Dipshit McGee wants to uh, wants to pass. And uh, fortunately, I mean, hopefully, they they hold the line. Um, three uh, was it three point five trillion or whatever? I mean, come on. And no one's going to pay for it. It's already paid for. I don't see the big deal. It's already paid for, right? Yeah, we're just going to pull three three point five trillion out of your ass. Um, there's most people can't pull $350 out of their ass, but we're just going to magically make $3.5 trillion appear, no problem. Uh, I just want you to pay attention to the voices you're going to hear. These are, these are college kids. Uh, I'm assuming they're all enrolled in this school. Uh, Kristen Sinema is going to take a piss or whatever she's going to do in the bathroom, and uh, this is what she has to deal with. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected, and just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need seven million citizenship for seven million. We need the Build Back Better plan right now. My name is Blanca. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old, and in 2010, my grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. And okay, so interesting from uh, Blanca who's been in the country for, I would assume, 15, 16, 17 years. Uh, number one, that should be an indictment on her high schooling. Uh, she can barely, she, her English is sketchy at best, but nonetheless. So um, her grandparents were deported. I don't know if you caught that. So her grandparents were deported in 2010 when she, uh, from uh, SB 1070, Okay, so let's see. I, I went ahead and looked it up because I'm like SB 1070. That means nothing to me. So that was a state, Arizona state law. So uh, it's the Support Our Law Enforcement and Safe Neighborhood Act introduced as Arizona Senate Bill, Bill 1070. So SB 1070. So without reading this word for word, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of reading here. I, and I don't read so well. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but let me just get to the crux of it because it, it's more than just about, um, like she's making it sound like SB 1070 was a uh, was a um, deportation law. And realistically, it was, so oh, I'll just read this here. So the critics of the legislation say it encourages racial profiling. While supporters say the law pro, uh, prohibits the use of race as a sole basis for in investigating uh, immigration status, the law was amended by Arizona House Bill 2162 within a week of its signing with the goal of addressing some of these concerns. Um, they have been protests in opposition 
in over 70 U.S. cities, which makes no sense because, you know, it was done in Arizona, but whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, let me skip down here to the provisions. So, basically, this is what's interesting. So, the U.S. federal law requires aliens 14 years old or older who are in the country for longer than 30 days to register with the U.S. government. So, um and have registration documents in their possessions at all times. So just a, just a quick synopsis on that. So you've seen, like, for example, in Del Rio, we had the Haitian situation, right? Um, so what that means is register with the government, right? So we've heard a lot about they would uh, process these immigrants, whether it's the Haitians or wherever they're from. It doesn't, you know, that's beside the point. Um, register with the government. So it's basically... Uh, I'm, uh, you know, Mr. Sanchez, uh, you know, of course you have to take them for the word because unless they have some sort of ID from whatever country they're coming from, you, you don't know, but nonetheless, and, uh, you know, you fill out this paperwork and, and they have to have that paperwork on them, you know, just to prove that they have tried to come into the, um, you know, into the country legally. Okay. So, um, the act made it a state misdemeanor crime for an undocumented person to be in Arizona without carrying a required documents and obligates police to make an attempt when practi practical during a lawful stop, detention, or arrest to determine the person's immigration status if there is a reasonable suspicion that the person is an undocumented person. Any person arrested cannot be released without confirmation of the person's legal legal immigration status by the federal government pursuant to uh, 1373C Title 8 of the United States Code. The first offense carries a fine of up to $100 plus court cost and up to 20 days in jail. Subsequent fines or subsequent offenses can result in up to 30 days in jail. SB 1070 required a minimum fine of $500 for first violation, second violation of $1,000 and maximum sentence of um, six months. A person is presumed to not be an immigrant who is law, uh, unlawfully present in the United States. He or she presents the following four forms of identification. So if they have a driver's license, a non-operating ID card, a valid tribal enrollment card, or any other valid um, federal, state, or local government state uh, ID. So if they assume that you're... Uh, an illegal or, you know, someone here that's unlawful and you don't have that documentation. If you have a driver's license, a ID card, tri tribal identification card. So I guess that's like Arizona stuff. Or if you have a Florida driver's license, for example, the issue, if the issue requires proof of legal presence, uh, presence in the United States under condition of insurance. So the thing is, is if, her grandparents, right, were, deport, were deported because of this bill, then they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Either A, they didn't ever uh, register with the government, with the state, or they didn't have their, even if they didn't have their paperwork on them, or didn't have their driver's license, or didn't have their ID card, or whatever the case may be, even if they didn't have that on them, they still gave them the opportunity to present that stuff. Like, say you left home, oh shit, I forgot my stuff, and you get stopped. Okay, you might end up in jail. You might got a fine. So, obviously, Blanca, 
there's more to your story that you're not telling that your grandparents didn't just get picked up and deported. You know, that's, that's, that's what the left, that's what these people love to do. They tell you a portion of the story, not even half the story, not even a quarter of the story. It's Blanca. My, my grandparents were departed in 2010 and uh, sent back to wherever. And because of this bill, well, no, it's because they didn't follow the law. Okay. Let's, let's listen to what Blanca has to continue to say here. I'm here because I definitely believe that we need a pathway to citizenship. My grandfather passed away two weeks ago, and I was not able to go to Mexico and visit him because there is no pathway to citizenship. Okay. What does her grandfather dying in Mexico have to do with a pathway of citizenship for her going to see her grandfather? Just a question I'm asking because uh, if you're a legal citizen, you can get your ass a passport and roll your ass on down to Mexico and tell your granddaddy bye. And if we have the opportunity to pass it right now, then we need to do it because there's millions of undocumented people just like yeah. me who share the same story or even worse things that happen to them because of SB 1070 and because of anti-immigrant legislation. And okay. SB 1070 has nothing to do with the Build Back Better, Better law. And passing that Build Back Better law has nothing to do with eliminating SB 1070. Okay. That's a state law. Okay. The Build Back Better infrastructure law has nothing to do with Arizona's immigration laws. This is the opportunity to pass it right now, and we need you to we need to hold you accountable to what you told us. What in the you meantime, she's still in there taking the shit. When we knocked on doors for you, it's not right. And she's coming out. She just dropped the deuce. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of human trafficking, and it's because of the lack of worker protections that we don't have. So. Because of lack of border protections, uh, is that what she just said? Let me back that up there a little bit here, because poor Kristen Sinema is coming out of the shit, or she got to wash her it's hands. Because of the lack of worker protections that we don't have in the gig economy, I need you to stand by workers. Lots of people who are like me who became homeless and will you support the Build Back Better plan? so that we can have justice and, and solutions that we need for immigration, labor, climate change. Build back better, back the bill. Build back better, back the bill. Build back better, back the bill. Build back better. All right, these kids are idiots, okay? I, I, can, I, can, I can appreciate their passion for something they don't have a fucking clue about, okay? Build back better, pass the bill. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I didn't even read the bill. Because it has nothing to do with SB 1070, and I'm a victim of human trafficking. Okay, well, if that's true, I'm sorry about your luck. And um, Build Back Better has nothing to do with your human trafficking saga. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. But here's an idea for you college kids, whether it's these dipshits at uh, Arizona State or any college across this country. I don't care what school it is. If you're going to be a liberal moron... Okay, and you're going to accost a senator, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, whatever the case may be, in a bathroom while the poor lady's in there trying to take a shit. Now, one other thing, too. I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not hear men's, uh, men's voices in, in that video? Okay, that was a lady's restroom, right? So she's in there going to the restroom, and you got women and guys in there yelling 
build back better, build back better. And he's like, I'm trying to build a big fucking stinky shit in this toilet, and you guys are bugging me. Can you leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> That's what I would have said. I, I probably would have said more than that. So I, I'm not a Kristen Cinema or whatever her name is fan, you know, uh, but credit to her for not losing her, <laughs> for lack of a better term, losing her shit in the bathroom. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she... Uh, my advice to you kids out there, you college kids, high school kids, if you want to uh, rally and and uh, fight for a cause, great. That's what this country is built for. That is what the First Amendment is for. Ironically enough, well, I'll get to that in a second. Before you guys get out there and start doing your 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 temper tantrums and build back better or whatever your cause is, you might want to know exactly what you're preaching for, Okay. But back to the First Amendment, I can appreciate these kids doing that, doing their civic duty and, and you know, granted they could have went about it differently and not bug, bugged a lady while she was in the shitter, but it circles back to the, oh, Jen Saki making, a, making a, an appearance here in the show. But circles back to the first, first story we had about First Amendment. The DOJ is cracking down on the, the, the um, parents for getting real riled up at the uh, school board meetings, right? First Amendment. So DOJ is, DOJ is investigating that because, you know, we can't have angry parents yelling at the school board members. But this is fine. Hmm. Somehow or another, I don't think that that is the case. And, uh, you know, what's good for the goose should be good for the gander. So we'll have to see. Okay, so everyone, obviously, those, those three stories, that's not like breaking news. I think everyone's, I know that Kristen Cinema thing has been uh, kind of floating around for a day or so. And the DOJ thing, I think, like I told you, that broke last night. But here's something that is interesting to me, if I can make sure that doesn't play. There we go. <laughs> is, um, is this. Now, I talked about this uh, I don't recall the exact show, but it was it was the uh, it was just after the uh, us leaving Afghanistan and the the clusterfuck that that was. And I had said in that show how um, Biden eludes so much weakness to our enemies, whether you want to consider China or Russia or whoever our enemies, North Korea, um, and it was the same thing under uh, Barack you know, uh, with Crimea, when Russia kind of just annexed Crimea. And it was, and it was, it was basically a draw a line in the sand. What are you going to do about it? We ain't do shit. And they're like, that's what we thought. And I, I said, you know, China's been building up their military presence in, and well, not in, but around Taiwan. And I, I believe it was a week or two ago, I told you about um, China having patrol boats off of the coast of Alaska so now, here's this. This is from The Hill. So Taiwan is preparing for a potential war with China following a series of increasingly aggressive military activity from Beijing with Taipei's foreign minister warning um, that should the nation be attacked, it would suffer tremendously. China on Monday sent 52 military aircraft into Taiwan's air defense uh, identification zone, the largest military provocation seen yet. In anticipation of further aggression, the self-ruled island is preparing to repel any strike 
and has asked Australia to, to increase intelligence sharing and security cooperation. Taiwanese Foreign Minister Joseph Wu told the Australian Broadcast Corporation's Chinese, China Tonight. The defense of Taiwan is in our own hands, and we are absolutely committed to that, Wu told ABC's Stan Grant in an interview to the broadcast Monday. I'm sure that China is going to launch an attack against Taiwan. I think they are going to suffer tremendously as well. China, which claims that Taiwan is part of its territory in the past week, has stepped up its saber-rattling against the island to press it back down to accept Chinese rule. Taipei, meanwhile, maintains its sovereign uh, country separate from Beijing. China's uh, latest show of force follows a similar move on Friday when it sent 38 military aircraft into Taiwan's air defense identification zone. At the time, the largest number of aircraft it had sent in a single day, and 30 warplanes on Saturday. In response, the, the State Department said Sunday that the U.S. is very concerned about China's uh, proactive military activity near Taiwan and urged Beijing to cease its military, diplomatic, and economic pressure in concern against its against the island okay i've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now of course they're sending all this military aircraft and and watercraft and stuff taiwan is an island this big versus china this big right there's no way in hell taiwan stands a chance against china okay um, what's Australia going to do about it? Why, why are they involved? I don't know. Uh, why aren't we trying to help out? Where's Japan? Where is everyone? This is a bigger deal. I, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but if you guys recall, um, I talked about this and I said, have you gone and tried and buy a car lately? A new car? Right? I mean, I've got car dealers begging for my car. And it's four years old. They're wanting to give me more than I paid for it four years ago. It's very tempting, mind you. But, you know, I love my car, so... Uh, sorry about your luck. But nonetheless, the reason is, is Taiwan produces all those chips. All those little, uh, you know, chips for, your, for the computer for these cars. Uh, I'm not saying that's why China wants to take over Taiwan, but I can tell you right now that's why we're not getting a lot of our stuff, because... China's blocking those ships leaving the, that country. And uh, that's just one part. I'm, I put up a thing on our Facebook page, uh, I think it was last week. Uh, it, was, it was a marine map. If you go to our Facebook page on uh, facebook.com backslash don't tread on America, they, uh, it shows all the shipping around the world. And, you know, mainly if you focus on the United States, on the East Coast and the West Coast, and it has the uh, keys, like the legend that shows different color boats. And this color is, is a passenger vessel. And this is a tanker. And this is uh, like a cargo ship. Well, like the passenger vessels and the tankers are all some sort of port of entry, you know, getting offloaded. Because, you know, of course the cruise ships are going to be able to do their job. And it's easy to unload a tanker, you know. But these cargo ships are out there floating. I mean, I think uh, I heard today in uh, Los Angeles that um there was over 50 cargo ships in the in you know just off the coast of uh LA and, and they're not able to dock because 
it's a, it's a multitude of things. They they either don't have the dock workers to unload the the um, boats, or they if they do get them unloaded, they don't have the truck drivers to get the uh, that get the stuff gone so they can unload another boat. And it, <laughs> so you know that's that's one problem. But um, what isn't making it over from um, from you know over there? I heard something interesting. I didn't know this, and this kind of pissed me off when I heard this. But so when you buy canned foods, when you buy like canned vegetables, whatever brand, and it says um, you know product of the United States, right? Did you know that a lot of that stuff is picked and packaged here in America, but then it's shipped to China to be canned, to be shipped back here to be consumed? So a couple of questions came to mind for me was is it actually cheaper for us to pay whoever or you know I'm assuming machines do a lot of the work as far as uh picking the vegetables whatever whatever the vegetables are but is it cheaper for us to do that pack the stuff up here in you know whatever whatever state you know pack it up ship it to um China Okay, here's a boat of uh, green beans. And then is it cheaper for them to ship it all the way over there, can it, and then ship it all the way back? That's actually cheaper than paying American workers. What Even if, I mean, even if it's a quarter an hour over there in uh, China, is it cheaper to do all that work than to just pay American workers, you know, $10 an hour or $15 an hour or whatever? I just that blows my mind, but the most concerning part about it, because this isn't a new process, this has obviously been going on for years. The the concerning part about it is when you send your food chain supply to another country, especially a communist country, especially a country that really doesn't give a shit about us, who's to say they ship it back? Right? Who's to say they don't piss in your green beans or put corona in your green beans or whatever? Uh, we've got a lot of trust in countries that hate us. And uh, that's very concerning to me. Um, because like I said, who's to say they don't just say, oh, no, that ship's not going to make it back. You know, or that ship's still sitting out there in the ocean. Or, you know, we didn't have anybody to load it. We didn't have anybody. I mean, I, I had this conversation with my wife. Um, and I've told you guys this. Okay, if you like your green beans, if you like your peas, you like your corn, you like your canned vegetables. Okay, I'm not saying go to the grocery store and clean the shelves out. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying go clean the shelves. No, but I'm saying is when you do your grocery shopping, okay, on a week to week basis, maybe grab an extra can of whatever, you know, instead of okay, this week we're going to make uh, pork chops and green beans. And you grab a can of green beans. Maybe grab two just to have an extra one. The dates are going to be good. Okay? If you're going to have corn, maybe grab two cans. Put one away. It, it won't hurt you. Okay? It's going to help you in the long run. Holidays are coming up. You know, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Christmas is just past that, right? If you're going to have, you know, I know, I know Dr. Fauci's telling you we can't get together. I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't, but you probably won't be able to. <laughs> ah, it's my Fauci. Um, 
you know, and I'll tell Fauci, just like I told Biden for 4th of July, fuck you, my family will be here and we're going to eat turkey and we're going to get drunk and we're going to be like, what's up? And uh, you can take your mask and shove it. At any rate, if you plan on cooking a turkey and having green bean casserole and, you know, whatever your family eats for those holidays, you might want to start getting some of that stuff now while it's in the stores. Just saying. Not to scare you. On the uh, <laughs> show earlier today, we were we discussed a little bit about this, me and Fred. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're kind of cracking jokes and stuff. And he's like, all right, you heard it here first, folks. Everyone go out and grab toilet paper. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying grab toilet paper. No. But when you go to the store, you know, grabbing one or, you know, of of something, whatever you normally eat. I'm not saying go in there and just clean off the shelves with, with stupid shit, you know, because that happens a lot around here whenever a hurricane hits or is about to hit. People just go in there and go ape shit and they clean the shelves off of just whatever. And then the hurricane passes, no one you, you don't you don't use the products, you don't need the products, and then they return it. Um, get the stuff that you're going to eat anyway. Whether it's green beans, corn, baked beans, I don't know. I'm just trying to name stuff that I eat. Peas, carrots, um, sp you know, spaghetti sauce, um, those types of things. You know, if you eat like Chef, Bar uh, Chef Boardies and that kind of stuff, cause stuff is usually got like a year or so, year or two shelf life, and you're going to eat it anyway, right? So when you go grocery shopping, maybe you grab an extra can or two every, uh, every you know, week just to have it. It won't kill you. So, last story of the day, and I know you guys are interested in this, and um, I was too, and then I put it somewhere. There it is. <laughs> okay, so, uh, what was it, a week and a half ago, right? Not last Friday, but the Friday before, I think it was, uh, we talked about uh, Camel, Camela. VP Harris, right? She was supposed to be on The View. And I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I was actually, we were actually doing the show uh, when, this, when this happened. They, uh, Joey, I don't know the fucking people's name, Joey Behard and, and the rest of the crew. So there was four ladies on stage. I know Joey Behard or whatever her name is was one of them and then three other ladies. I don't, I don't know the, all the people's names. And, um... Let me see, I'm looking here. So, I guess Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro, if you recall that day, they were filming this, you know, and it's, I guess it's supposed to be live, but I think it's more of a live in front of studio audience type thing than an actual live event, but nonetheless, in the middle of taping, uh, the producer comes over and you had... Um, the redhead joy, whatever, and then some blonde chick. They were kind of on one side of the table, and this Sonny and Anna were on the other side, so there's the four of them up there. And the producer come over and said, you know, Sonny and Anna, we need you to leave the thing. Now, this was just before they were supposed to have an interview with Kamala Harris. I mean, literally, like, that was the next segment. So the the two ladies left the stage, you know, left the stage, and then when uh, Behar come back on, and she was like, okay, well, they tested positive for, for COVID-19 and our prayers are with them and blah, blah, blah. And then now our interview with Kamala Harris and then Kamala's in a room offstage supposedly and they have their interview. Whatever the fuck they talked about, I don't know. I don't really give a shit. 
but I had said that day that this had happened, that um, I was calling bullshit on this whole situation, that if um, if you're going to have an interview with somebody and they're supposed to be in studio, if they're supposed to, if if Kamala Harris was supposed to be on the View or at the table with these four ladies, if she was really supposed to be there then what would those two ladies being taken off the stage have to do with Kamala coming on, right? I mean, she's vaccinated, so she's good. But uh, I just I, I just love the, the way these people talk to their viewers. I, like I said, I don't watch The View. But the way they talk to their viewers, it's like you've got to be the stupidest fucking people in the world. Hear this right now. Missed it. Friday's show took an unexpected turn when Anna and Sonny's COVID test came back positive while we were on the air. Live TV, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank Vice President Harris and her incredible team for working with us to make sure everyone was safe and for still doing an interview with us under extraordinary <clears throat> circumstances. We never came into contact with the Vice President, nothing, and we followed all protocols and precautions to ensure her safety. Uh, since that show ended, however, this is the update. We were all given numerous, numerous COVID tests. Why? I mean, so I many. Why? I mean, you do not need numerous fucking COVID tests, okay? You don't need numerous. But I don't know if you guys happened to catch the interview with Kamala. I'm telling you, this was pre-planned. I honestly believe that these two ladies, Sonny and Anna, whatever, were the, were the scapegoats. To, to be able to, like, let's call them the sacrificial lambs, okay? For, um, for Kamala to not actually have to be on air because it was too set up. I mean, for, for them to, uh, oh, shit, they got COVID. And, you know, me and Chris were talking about this, and, and he's like, well, wouldn't they have done the test prior to them going on air, and wouldn't they have known the results? Well, yeah, you would think, right? But I guess it's not as dramatic as it would have been doing it the way they did and uh, making the news and having people like me talk about somebody that I don't even fucking care about. <laughs> but my point of bringing up the story was to tell you guys that I told you that it didn't seem right, that it felt a little fake from the get-go. And then lo and behold, magically, the the Monday or Tuesday, whenever that particular episode was aired, um... Oh, it was a false positive. Yeah, nothing to see here. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all I have for you today. A little short show. Like I said, I did an hour plus with Fred a little while ago, so I'm a little talked out, and I just wanted to get on here and give you your second show of the week. And uh, I just wanted to give you a couple updates on things I've been working on. Uh, obviously, you know our social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Don't Tread on America, uh, Instagram, backslash Don't Tread on America, Twitter, uh, dot com, backslash DTOM, D-T-O-M underscore 1775. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's uh, at PCGC underscore 1775. But a little, little update, little bonus update on social media is uh, we have a website now. It's a, it's a legit website. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm not a computer genius by any stretch of the imagination. I've made this perfectly clear to you guys in the past, but nonetheless, uh, it's pretty simple. 
It's a name you know, and it's a name you love. It's easy to find on Google. Uh, I, anybody want to guess what the name of the website is? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> uh, yes, that's correct. It is DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Okay? If you go to our website, or my website, I should say, um, you can find everything you need to find out about the show there. Uh, all the social media profiles are there. The uh, YouTube links are there. Uh, so go to DontTreadOnAmerica.com and stay in contact. You can uh, send me messages. You can tell me to fuck off. You can go <laughs> go to our social medias uh, and just, you know, you, it's easy that way. You can, with that, you can connect right to the YouTube, to the Instagram, to the Facebook, whatever you want to do. The videos that we put up, whether it's this video that you're seeing right now, uh, I put up a thing on Instagram earlier today that actually got fact-checked uh, by the uh, fact-checkers on uh, Facebook. Oddly enough, it was George Washington talking about the, uh, basically about the Second Amendment, and I got fact-checked, so go figure. <laughs> and uh, so please check that out. Uh, website, I'm going to keep on working on some things there. I'm trying to get the podcast linked up with that website also. But if not, and you're listening to us on Apple, preferably, right now, um, please, guys, if you, if you like the show, you could give me a five-star rating, and that would be gratefully appreciated. Leave a review if you would like. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and uh, make sure you share this content with your friends. And uh, not to leave anybody out, because I'm not just on Apple I'm also on Spotify, Podbeam, Google Play, uh, iHeart, Amazon, Stitcher. I'm, I'm pretty much anywhere that you want to listen to a podcast, you can hear me. Okay, the only platform that I'm not on for whatever reason is Pandora. But you know what? That's fine. They're lost. So please, guys, uh, please share this content with your friends. And don't forget to like the show and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, one other thing, I have one other sponsor. I can't forget about our first, our legendary first sponsor, right? Can't, can't leave the show. Can't leave the show without talking about Smooth My Balls, right? Smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM. Get 20% off on all their razors and accessories. Check them out. And uh, let's get them balls smooth, baby. Let's get them smooth. <laughs> all right, guys. Today is October 5th, 2021. I am Don Q. And this has been Don't Tread on America. And I will see you guys, or you'll see me, and you'll hear me. But I'll be here with you guys again on Friday. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>